Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to the episode of Blurg. Today we're talking about episode 20 of season three of a little show called 30 Rock, entitled The Natural Order. In this episode, Tracy and Liz feud over their respective preferential treatments, which is fine, you know, for the most part, I guess. Jenna continues her delightful descent into total bonkersville by adopting a pet monkey. You've got to be gibbing me. I'm not (laughs) sorry, and I will not apologize. Most significantly, Jack realizes that his assumed daddy Ganagi is an imposter. And who's there to make it worse? That's right. Elaine stretches back and bitchier than ever. Now let's all don our bestest drag because in this podcast, we fucking like it hot. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. I don't know which of these five cell phone numbers he answers, but you get Tracy down here right now. Why? The Gibbon is on time, he knows his blocking, and he doesn't try to bite the dancers. I think I've proven my point. Oh my God, like we really have time for you to walk down the stairs that slowly. Time jump. Tracy, it costs the show a lot of money when you pull these shenanigans. Don't patronize me with your Celtic slang, Liz Lemon. We have a black president now. What do you care? You voted for Nader. This is post-racial America, and I demand to be treated like everyone else. You want to be treated like everybody else? Fantastic. Then tomorrow, I'm sending a regular town car for you instead of one of those duck tour boats. Fine. And you're no longer allowed to point at women in the cafeteria and yell, I want to get that pregnant. Fine. I'll bring my lunch from home. And be here tomorrow at 10 a.m. and know your lines. You don't think I could do that? We'll find out tomorrow at 10 a.m. Fine, but I'll have the last laugh. (laughs) 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 Nick, what'd you think of this episode? Well, so every time 30 Rock delves into, like, discussing social issues, especially as they pertain to race and gender, it makes me, como se dice, uncomfy. But I think they handled this well, and I think it was funny, and I think it was, like, the perfect amount of satirization without being, like, glaringly offensive. So I enjoyed that. I love a Gibbon. I fucking love a Gibbon. I love a Jenna. I love a Kenneth. I love a... What's this show called? 30 Rock. <laughs> Julie, you? I couldn't find any information about that poor little Gibbon. I hope it went okay when he was on set. The Gibbon's <laughs> dead, and we have to accept it. The fact that I don't think it would have survived 12 years if held in captivity. What's the life expectancy of a Gibbon? Gibbons are usually about 40 to 50 years in the wild. So why wouldn't it have lived 12 years being hand-fed? In, and <laughs> It's in captivity. It's not meant to be. In a mariachi costume. Exactly. You know? That makes me sad. I hate when they have animals on the show. And especially when they're being held by Jenna, who sucks. So, you know, double bad. Because I love Jenna so much. So much. <laughs> so have you ever worked with anybody who's chronically late, underprepared, and not ready to work on time? Are you just talking about me? Because it's interesting. Because I'm talking about this my... episode. I'm just talking about this episode. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I work with myself every day. And to quote Mindy Kaling, I'm not easy to manage. So <laughs> I have a lot of neuroses. I've got a lot of quirks. I've got a lot of needs. I've got a lot of exhaustion. I've got a lot of righteousness. Yeah. So in this situation, you are Tracy Morgan. I am oh Liz my Lemon. God. <laughs> and Emma, you are Pete, I think. Don't you think? <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> I'll accept that. You need to calm down is what you need to do in this moment, I think, is what needs to happen. So, so have you ever worked with story? anybody who's late and doesn't do their work? Because <laughs> when this episode of 30 Rock opens, they're like, how is Tracy now two and a half hours? How late is Tracy? Two and a half hours. This is outrageous. Okay. And let me just say that I have never wow, been. I made it through two lines of the fucking <laughs> 40 minutes. Let me just say that the only time I've shown up two and a half hours late to work is because I was drunk and banging a dude and my sister had to call me because she was like, you have not shown up to work. Are you alive? And I was a guest. And then that turned into relief that I was alive, but also fury that I was not at work. And that was fair. Then I made it to work where my boss at the time made a very big deal out of it, which like, (laughs) granted, like it was not an ideal situation. But she turned into this whole huge thing, and I was just like, I just feel like this is unnecessary in this moment. So, yes, I am the worst. (laughs) Well, you're inner... Like Tracy. What? Like Tracy in this moment. Like Jenna. Like Tracy. Because she's like, this is outrageous, especially after I was told I can't leave during the day for my ridiculous anger management, stupid piece of crap. Oh, I do have a lot of rage, yeah. Simmering rage as well. Which is interesting because on the Enneagram, I'm a six, which is based by fear, not rage. Focus. So, <laughs> look at your paper. Focus. <laughs> you were, funnily enough, not late today, really. You were like 506. Six minutes late, yeah. I know, but now you're just eating up the well, rest Julie, of your life again. Julie... Nom, 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 If you were finished with your Pac-Man diatribe, we could get into this episode because Ms. I'm Pac-Man raring to go. To you. I'm raring to go. So they talk about how did this happen. I had Chris call him at 8 this morning and pretend it was 11. So one and time at 11 o'clock. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm so kidding and I'm so sorry. They printed up a fake rehearsal schedule for him saying we started at 9 instead of noon. And then they're like, oh, and I said all his watches and clocks say p.m. when it's really a.m. And Liz is like, oh, man, we may have overdone it. And this is the funniest line of the whole episode. What the hell time is it? (laughs) Says Tracy. (laughs) Amazing. And then Tracy's like, no, I took my son to his cello recital this morning at what turned out to be midnight yesterday. (laughs) You're going to have to do that again. So what Tracy Morgan is great at and Jason Lee is coiled spring, right? So like you wind it up and then you blah. Like, no, I took my son to his cello recital this morning at what turned out to be midnight yesterday. It's called okay. Coiled Spring. I call it ejaculation situation. White oppressors, <laughs> any questions? <laughs> he says, answer my question. What time oh. is it really? If only you were prepared, Julie, like I am. 2.45 p.m. You're a bunch of racists. <laughs> and then Liz is like totally white, savior, guilt, but also like this could never be my problem. What? How did we jump to that already? You treat me like a child. No, worse than that. You treat me like one of those little pageant girls with the clip-on teeth. Those are called They're flippers. called flippers. It's too late. <laughs> I got it first. 
Liz, with the sage wisdom of Oprah, says, Oprah says that you teach people how to treat you. They also teach that in Al-Anon. And this is what you've taught us. Because you're always late and you take no responsibility for your actions. And this is the funniest line. Irregardless! <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch Dance Moms, Pageants, Little Miss, Toddler, Tierra? Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, can't be wrong, yeah. Anybody <laughs> gonna bow no more when you sound your gong? Yes. <laughs> If we could focus. <laughs> I never watched Toddlers and Tiaras. I did watch a little bit of Dance Moms. And I am currently watching the Mama June reboot with Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> nice. Which is over for the season, and she is not going to jail for her drug possession. Amazing. I was never any way, shape, or form into that sort of oeuvre. I've had a lot of friends who are into it, but as soon as... Obviously like, not when you use words like oeuvre. <laughs> they showed me... What's oeuvre? Will you be watching Dance Moms and the Toddlers and Tiara? En France. No, so, but then someone showed me a clip and they were like, everyone's a little gay. Honey Boo Boo said that. She's like nine and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they are. The best part of Dance Moms is that every week she would rate the children... So your 8 by 10 headshot would be on the mirror. They'd be like, this week, Maddie Ziegler was always at the top. And Mia, the only child of color, was always at the bottom. Yikes. And then everyone else would sort of be in the middle. But um, Emma, if you had to rank us, who would be on the top? Not falling into Me? that Me? I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's Julie. So then Tracy gets really pissed. So Maddie pulls out the race card. And Pete's like, don't accept it. <laughs> and then Liz goes to see Jack and she's like, hey, Jack, just a heads up. Tracy knows what time it is. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, actually, the funniest line comes up later when Liz is like, I, I spoke to your girl and he's like, my assistant's name is Jonathan. She's like, I've met him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll repeat that again in about 45 minutes. <laughs> we will. But it is always hilarious when people freak out. Like, this happens to me all the time, where I'll be talking to someone on the phone and they'll think that I'm a woman. And Never has that happened to you. Several times it's happened to me. Nick, you have... Within this past couple months. Emma, he's lying. Seems people don't think I'm possible. a woman on the phone and my voice is higher than yours. I don't know that that's true, though. I have a, I like, am always Just so you know, between the two podcasts so far, I have a giant head. I'm oh, no, heavy. I did not say that. I'm, I'm heavy. and I, I never voice. said you were heavy. I'm pretty sure you did. I was singing She's So Heavy, not about you. In walks Jonathan, who I like way better than Nick, and says, your mother would like to have breakfast with you at the hotel tomorrow. And she had me make dinner reservations for you tonight. And by tonight, I mean 4.30 this afternoon. So Jack is very disgruntled by the fact that Colleen's in town, but Liz is happy to take her out. And she specifically says there's a restaurant hostess in Midtown that I'd love to see cry. <laughs> Thank you, but I need to be the attentive son on this visit. This Thursday marks the anniversary for my mother, an unpleasant one. 35 years ago, my father, Jimmy Donaghy, went out for a pack of cigarettes, came back, smoked one, <laughs> told my mother he was leaving forever, and walked out the door. Ah, that's amazing. Is there, now, like... I'm going to call bullshit on this whole fucking episode. It's the 35th anniversary of him leaving. They've never celebrated it before. It's never been a problem before. They've never brought it. He's never brought it up before. I mean, we don't know that. And I do love that your voice is like getting higher at the end of these sentences. Well, it does Colleen make it doesn't know what day it is. 
So they obviously don't talk about it every year. She knows. She just doesn't care to know. She knows Jonathan is a man. Does she still call her her? Yeah. Her. Egg. Anne. Arrested development. Okay. The rest of you didn't have your first gay experience while that was on in the background, and it fucking shows. Okay? (laughs) Fucking shows. So Liz says, oh, boy, that must be hard for both of you. Jack says he treated her like dirt all those years, coming and going, taking up with other women, including more than one Unitarian. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack says, every time he came back, I promised myself I would tell him off. I had my speech all planned, but I always chickened out. It's the biggest regret of my life, Lemon. And I once made love to Kathy Hilton, who is currently (laughs) killing it on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Damn. Did you ever hear that story that Kathy Hilton supposedly gave blowjob lessons to her daughters? No. Because I did. Did you watch the sex tape with Paris Hilton? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you were a consumer of culture. Did, did you watch the Paris Hilton documentary? No, I just watched the sex tape. <laughs> I do love her song, um, Nothing in this world can stop us tonight. I can do what you can do so much better. Fat so neck girl, won't you <laughs> let me count your neck rings? <laughs> Family, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Cranston, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> so she asks if he want a hug, and he says, "What is this? The Italian Parliament?" But I'm from. No, thank you, Lemon. Hey. Well, you're a good son. I know she's not easy. Jonathan steps in and is like, sir, your mother had me move her from the plaza to the Carlisle. Evidently, the concierge at the plaza, quote, has a beard and she'd rather not get raped. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I love it. So I looked up the Carlisle Hotel. She's basically like Tsar Nicholas in Russia when he banned everyone from having a beard and they all freaked out and like killed him. This is drunk history, by the way. I don't know that any of that is true. (laughs) So the Carlisle is exactly a 12-minute cab ride from 30 Rock. Okay. (laughs) How much do you think a regular room at the Carlisle costs? Per night? Correct. $1,200. Not not per hour. This is not a prostitute hotel. Emma? I mean. What did Nick say? $1,200? I think $3,000. It's $1,000 a night. What are you two? Fucking from Saudi princes or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I wasn't, I was on a Sheik's pleasure yacht before. You were not. And it was amazing. Jenna was. So they go back into the studio and they're going on their second run through. Tracy Which hasn't come back, come back yet, but he sent a gibbon in his place to rehearse. He's pretty it's good. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked Grizzin.com, did you know about this? Tracy has a prepared statement. And he says, Dear Racist Liz Lemon, this is how you treat me like a white white whiskered gibbon put on this earth to do nothing but dance around for your amusement and reduce the insect population of Malaysia. (laughs) Okay, I don't know which of these five cell numbers he answers, but you get Tracy down here right now. And then everyone's like, the gibbon's on time, nose is blocking, and doesn't try to bite the dancers. Tracy shows up at the inopportune moment and is like, I think I've proven my point. (laughs) He's also slow copping. Yeah, oh my god, like we happening? really have time for you to walk down the stairs that slowly. <laughs> and then they do a time jump. <laughs> and he's there at the bottom. Tracy, it costs the show a lot of money when you pull all these shenanigans. 
don't patronize me with your Celtic slang, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> We've had seven funniest lines so far. So what far. do you? We have. He says we have a black president now. She's like, what do you care? You voted for Nader. <laughs> Jesus, fucking Nader. This is a post-racial America, and I demand to be treated like everyone else. This is where the Liz trouble Lemon begins. Gets, I know. Liz Lemon gets this, like, evil white glint in her eyes, and she's like, you want to be treated by everyone else? Fantastic. Then tomorrow I'm sending a regular town car for you instead of one of those duck tour boats. Fine. And you're no longer allowed to point at women in the cafeteria and yell, I want to get that pregnant. Time out. <laughs> Which I think is where my sexual harassment came from. Because I Tracy were, remember both of them yes. were about them getting yeah. pregnant. Yeah. They were the people getting on the elevator. I'm like, don't get anybody pregnant. And then I was like, oh, guess what was the next one to have his baby? It's me just channeling my Tracy Jordan. <laughs> He's like, fine, I'll bring my lunch from home. And be here tomorrow at ten. And know your lines. Oh, <laughs> you didn't think I could do that? We'll find out tomorrow at ten a.m. Fine, but I'll have the last laugh. Ha 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 Yelling at Tracy in front of everybody was a bad move, Liz. Bad move, Liz. I told you she would turn cold. She's an ice queen. <laughs> Chris, I'm just saying, he's like, you humiliated Tracy in front of everybody like that, you give him two choices. One, he won't show up tomorrow, and you look like a fool in front of your crew. Or two, he will show up. And he'll find an even worse way to act out. Exactly. Ah! So, Jack arrives, and Colleen is there. A little mother-son time. Daughter, if you listen to Colleen and how she describes Jack on many occasions. <laughs> Julie? <laughs> She's got like a little bonnet on. He's like, I'm here to pick you up for dinner. She's like, no dinner. We're having breakfast in the morning. I told your girl. <laughs> My assistant's name is Jonathan. Yes, I know. I met him. <laughs> ah, amazing. Ah, he I also said we had a dinner reservation for tonight. Well, Jack, there's been a misunderstanding. I have a previous engagement with a friend. So we find out that she's screwing this dude named Paul. Paul whose real name? Whose real name is Jack Cunningham, and he was on several episodes of Law and Order OG where he played one of the Metzgers. White supremacy. So good. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. But the cool thing about Paul is that he lives in Florida. Nothing ever bad has happened in Florida. It's a great state, one of the best in this great nation of ours. He paints landscapes, and he makes his own soda. Jack, why don't you join us for dinner? And Colleen's like, great, I'll call the restaurant and see if they can seat a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, Jenna and Tracy. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Jenna and Kenneth. Kenneth and Kenneth is yeah. holding the gibbon. And Jenna says, you know, I didn't know anyone was here. That wasn't me screaming in the bathroom. Ugh, the amount of times I've done that. And, like, directly in front of a camera. Like, anyone who looked back will just see me screaming into the heavens at the end of the shift. It's fine. I'm fine. We're all great. And um, Jenna starts forging this amazing connection with the gibbon that was sent as a retaliation towards Liz Lemon. And now it's her daughter slash son slash gender doesn't fucking matter. It's her kid. And she's going to love it. 
So with she's all upset her they're going to let her go. And she, Kenneth's like, don't worry. Once it tries to meet with the child, I'm sure animal control will just shoot it. Jenna's <laughs> like, no, it's not an animal. It's a little person. Julie, every time she watches any dildo video. Sorry, dodo. dodo. My bad. <laughs> oh my God. My bad. <laughs> Jack, what are you doing here? I'm here to pick you up for dinner. No dinner. We're having breakfast in the morning. I told your girl. My assistant is named Jonathan. Yes, I know. I met him. And he also said we had a reservation for dinner tonight. Oh, Jack, there's been a misunderstanding. I have a previous engagement with a friend. Hey, Colleen, can I borrow one of your ties? Oh, brother. Paul, this is Jack, my son. Jack, this is Paul Brett. Mother, I didn't realize you were bringing a companion along. Companion? <laughs> How fancy. Paul lives in Florida. He paints landscapes and he makes his own soda. Jack, why don't you join us for dinner? Great. I'll call the restaurant, see if they can seat a third wheel. So Lemon is inexplicably... No, you go. I don't know what's happening. Jack says, Lemon, calling about her <laughs> boyfriend. His name is Paul. Really? I don't like this guy. I don't trust him. I mean, he's four years younger than my mother. He wears a pinky ring. When the Uh, waiter brought over the food, he said, abundanza. Which means? (laughs) And then Jack makes a face like, I don't know. What does abundanza mean? Abundanza means I'm so glad you asked because I actually did research this. It means I've got plenty. It's like there's an abundance, you know? I've got a lot. So Liz is like, Jack, I know this is a stressful time for you and your mother. He's like, yeah, I don't like the timing of this at all. Colleen is very vulnerable. Bitch, when? And scam artists can smell that sort of thing. Have you ever been to Florida? It's basically a criminal population. It's America, it's Australia, which like, fair. <laughs> Be fair. Like, fucking Not true. Flor- Australia is so much better than Florida at this point. They're doing lockdowns. Maybe he just likes her. You know, some men like older women. Let's not make this about you, okay? I've got to go... <laughs> But a lot of men do. It's like every time Hugh Jackman is photographed. It's not a big deal. Well, Hugh Jackman is married to an older woman and everyone's like, well, he's gay. She's her beard. It's like, maybe he just likes a mature woman who can take care of him. Maybe he's a little spoon. Maybe it's fucking adorable. Maybe I love it. Okay. Maybe I love him. Maybe I love both of them. Maybe I would just want to be in an ottoman. From now on. (laughs) And we will bump a bottle. And we will bump a bottle. My favorite Hugh Jackman moment is when he hosted the Oscars, and it's mostly because Kate Winslet won for the reader, finally. She shouldn't have won for the reader. She should have won for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, yeah, I got there. Don't worry about it. And um, she didn't. Hilary Swank won again. And he was doing this musical montage of all the major players and the best picture thing, and he was like, the reader I have never seen the reader. <laughs> it was like this futuristic disco thing. And the reader's about the Holocaust. So it's private investigator. Never actually watched The Greatest Showman, but that TikTok is on a lot. <laughs> Wait, you talk? TikTok. You you talk the tick? So <laughs> Saray comes over and she's like, Liz, they might unstage for rehearsal. What did I say? You said, so we're turning into each other. (laughs) Sisters, identical sisters. They're cousins. (laughs) So she's like, Tracy's here already? 
And you should say this. You know, this food area is always the first place I go to look for you. <laughs> Thank you, Suri. Rude. So Tracy's here already. Professional is, is his middle name now. And he doesn't need cue cards because he's got it memorized. That's amazing. And then he's got all these terms for how he's going to position and sort of choreograph this whole thing. I believe they call it cinematography. He's going to do a Valentino cross, camera right, then dump the laugh. So stay on your fours, guys. One, two, three, jump and pose. 315, time for a union break. Wow. Killed it. Everyone's so impressed. Thank you, Tracy. This is so great for morale. Listen about yesterday. Don't apologize. In fact, everyone gather around. Actor announcement. Ooh. I want to publicly thank Liz Lemon for you have shown me that in today's world, everyone should be treated exactly the same. Oh, no. Not black com- comedy superstars, not Hispanics, not Indians, not whatever this guy is. And not women, Liz Lemon. No one should get preferential treatment. I'm so, right there with you, Tracy. He's feeling parched from being so professional. So could I get some water? Now... The water dispenser is empty, and someone needs to refill the jug, and no one is going to help Liz Lemon. This is some great physical comedy right here. Now, let's see if you two can do better on this. What do you think the weight of that bottle of water is? 40 pounds. Well, I You're guess sitting I in the dark. I want to say 50 pounds. The correct answer is 43. So oh, I'm close. You, you are. Price is right, rules. <laughs> No, Price is Right rules I lose. Oh, no, I don't. I win. I'm a winner. (laughs) Anyway, so Liz Lemon struggles. It's hilarious. Now we get some Len Wozniak action. So this is Steve Buscemi, who is still presenting as a male. He'll later, oh, spoiler alert, transition to a woman. Everything he does is fantastic. You will know him from the meme, hello, fellow kids. So... He is trying to find out about the origin of this dude, Paul, because Jack is super fucking obsessed with this situation. So he's taking pictures. Jack assumes he's stalking at a cheating husband. No, he's taking a photography class. Look at the way that sunlight hits that cobweb. Adorable. Anyway, so he looked into Paul Brett. It's very annoying that he has two first names, but like, whatever. And it's a weird case. Why? Because he's completely clean. Everyone has something to hide, but not this guy. Steve Buscemi, for instance, is wearing a child's Halloween costume under his suit. No worries. That happens. But this guy, no priors, no debts. He's been married to his wife, Louise, for 35 years. He's married. Ah, my God. I wish I had more to give you. But he's like a Boy Scout. Sorry, Mr. Donaghy. So, Miss Maroney, (laughs) I have the ukulele you asked for. Oh, it's not for me. Someone's in a little mariachi band today. So Jenna has the gibbon dressed up like a mariachi, and Kenneth is concerned because it's a wild animal that you can't treat like a person. No, he's happy. His costume is hiding his erection. (laughs) I will say, and I don't know what this says about me, but like every domestic animal that I've encountered, 80% of them have gotten aroused when I'm around them. Well, that's great. Maybe that could happen if you go around (laughs) Kenneth's pig. I'm not bragging, I'm just concerned. As a child, he had a prize pig. He thought it was his best friend. But then one day, he picked up one of her piglets, and she went crazy. She bit off my nutsack that I kept tied around my belt to feed squirrels. (laughs) Good one. Good one, Kenneth. Good one. So Liz is furious. Tracy did that thing with the water on purpose. She realizes that Grizz and .com were right when they warned her that Tracy would act out. And so... Pete's like, I mean, yeah, if Tracy's revenge plan involves him being good at his job, you might just have to, like, fucking take it. Will Liz Lemon ever just fucking take it? 
No, because sex is something that happens after you've been married for 45 years. Into the writer's room we go. Hello, Liz Lemon. I was just telling these fellows about how you don't want to be treated any differently because you're a woman. And Liz, rather than just letting it happen, is like, two can fucking play this game. So she's like, well, thank you. Of course I don't. Really? You You don't want us to hold back anymore? And she's like, I'm sorry, we were holding back something? Our farts. So now she's got this noxious cloud of writer farts, which must be foul, because as we've learned from the many episodes where they're ordering food, their cuisine is not really fibrous, and it is very gross. Another thing that they've preferentially sort of like (laughs) excluded her from is Lutz's fake bachelor party, because Lutz is never going to get married because of his gland thing. Do you, boo? (laughs) No one's perfect. But he wants to have a bachelor party, and it's going to be at a strip club. Liz demands to be invited, and then realizes it's a strip club, and she, like, doesn't regret. She soldiers on. I get it. I have leaned too hard, too far into so many things where I feel righteous. So now there's a horrible smell, and she's like, oh, dear Lord, Frank, it's like an orange-flavored egg. It's in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, good, we're learning. Uh, The next one's me. Oh. (laughs) So Liz and Jack are conferring, and Liz is sort of pleading with him, like, do you treat me any differently because I'm a woman? Jack pays her a little less. Yes. No, I mean day to day. Do you coddle me? In some ways. With a man, I can be more direct. With you, I have to have a conversation, talk things through. Give me an example. Well, right now, comes to mind. (laughs) And then they're through listening and sharing because I have something I want you to look at. It's a marriage certificate. It's Paul's marriage certificate. My mother's boyfriend. Oh my God, he's married? What? I knew I was right. The guy's shady. Have you told Colleen? No. I have an opportunity here, Lemon. A chance to go back to the past to put things right once went wrong. That's the Quantum Leap intro. Scott Bakula <laughs> is brought up so many times in this entire show that I, I looked know. up Scott Bakula and like... <laughs> I mean, he's cute. It reminds me of that The Office sort of thing, male prima donna, where Kelly and Aaron are singing about Ryan. And he's like, he's cute, but he thinks he's flaming hot. He's short, and he thinks he's not. Uh. <laughs> you look gay and you're skinny tie. I hope you get killed in a drive-by. He's a male prima donna, but I still kind of want you. I'm an independent diva, but I still kind of need you. Together we're apart. You're tearing up my heart. Oh, it's so good. I don't remember that at all. That's amazing. <laughs> you're the L to the nana. You're, you're my male prima donna. Moving on. Be that as it oh. Finally going to stand up for Colleen. The small part of her that is still human deserves it. If I see Paul... <laughs> I'll give him the speech I wrote for Jimmy Donaghy. Paul's not your dad, Jack, but Paul's here. He's taking advantage of my mother. He's trying to revise the initial speech that he created, and he's wondering who the current Nikita Khrushchev would be. Liz thinks Simon Cowell, maybe? (gasps) Who knows? (laughs) And Kenneth's giving a tour and says, now you're standing on the very spot where Gracie Allen took Jack Parr's virginity. (laughs) Jenna comes out, I thought I heard a tour. Poor people are not going to believe that you saw this. So take so lots take- of pictures. <laughs> so the, the monkey 
the gibbon, rather, I'm sorry, has a little toy doll. And she's like, it is unnatural for a grandmother to look this good. Ooh. Thank you. So now we're back, and uh, Frizz is like, good job with the water, Liz. She's like, oh, Frank, what the hell? I'm trying to treat you like this. Tracy, shouldn't you be working down on stage? He's like, I'm done with my work. I was very professional. She's like, that must have been hard for you. All right, Tracy's here. Let's do this bachelor party. Yeah, you coming, Liz Lemon? Because a because dude a, boss would be a jerk if he didn't come to Lutz's bachelor party. Also, also a dude, a dude boss, boss would pay for it. So she's like, yeah, I'm coming. Of course I'm coming. But you're not. To which twist. Tracy says, twist. Ah! So fun. It's like, you have to stay here. I haven't gotten your notes on the rewrite, and your input is invaluable to the process. Since we're all equal now. Let's go see some naked daughters and moms. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack goes to confront Paul. Colleen's out shopping. And Jack's aware because the credit card company called to confirm his purchase of a book entitled Intercourse After Hip Surgery. <laughs> yes. So he's watching the hotel channel. Oh, my God. Paul is bland. <laughs> you can just check out on the TV. It is nice to do that, though. <laughs> I bet you can, you son of a bitch. What? I beg your pardon? <laughs> I'm tired of watching you treat my mother like this. I'm not afraid of you. You're just a big bully, like Simon Cowell. I just called you a communist. I want you out of our lives forever. Colleen comes in. And I want you to know that I'm never going to be anything like you when I grow up. What in God's name is going on in here? <laughs> And let's try that again. And Paul. Okay, let me do it. And what in God's name is going on in her? Now, Elaine Stritch is probably the one woman with the closest voice to us, except for Brenda Vaccaro. What in God's name is going on here? What in God's name is going on here? That was a little Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is leaving mother, and I think you should know why. He's Raspberries! Married. I thought we were doing the Carol Channing thing real hard. <laughs> Oh, my. I know that. Paul, find something to do in the bathroom. I have shocked my son. You knew? It's Florida, Jack. It's like it never stopped being in the 70s down there. And a guy like Paul who can drive at night? <laughs> you just don't say no to that. So true. Well, I apologize then. I thought we were going to go through this together. I guess your coping mechanism is to bring a married man back to your hotel room. So this is when Jack realizes that everything he's been holding on to for 35 years, Colleen is not. Like I said, we've never had this conversation before on the anniversary, <laughs> the five year, the 10 year, the 15, the 20, the 30. No, but we do find some very important things. So Colleen says one night he went to move out the car and he was gone from the spring of 57 until <gasps> shows up out of the blue to see some like it hot times. Put your shoes on, Colleen. We're going to see some like it hot. You honestly don't remember when he left us for good because I sure as hell do. Oh my God, is this what this is all about? <laughs> Stop wasting your time on that man. You're nothing like him, you know. No way you ever could be. <gasps> Jack says, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, Jack, you know? And I don't know what I'm thinking about half the time. I do know this. You're my good boy. And I just love you to death. <laughs> Thank you, mother. I love you too. Paul? You're on your own tonight. I have a date with my son. He's taking me out to a late dinner. <laughs> it's six. 
<laughs> now we're at the strip club. Oh, gross. So Lutz is like not doing great, and is like, "Say so you like my body." Very. Anna he does not say it like that, and that was really uncomfortable. Emma's face looked like someone shit in her mouth, and I was trying to take a sip of water. That was awful. Especially since Lutz is not forward like that. He's just like, say you like my body. Say you like my Stop. body. Stop. You're like in the dark and sweaty. It's gross. So, so Liz, like me, says, I don't want to be here. I don't like it here. So then they go back to the office and she runs into Tracy and they're both like crying and she's like, which one of us is going to give up first? He's like, the black one. I can't take it anymore. I hate it. One of those trippers took Lutz's shirt. That glint thing is no joke. So they decide they need to go back to the natural order of things where Tracy goes to slip cl- strip clubs. I slipped up there. <laughs> and Jenna's friend, Liz Lemon, is going to be writing all night. Nailed it. Nailed it. Now Jenna's all excited. Look who's the sailor. We're dressing it's- monkeys up as people and monkeys are playing with people as toys. And then Jenna's like, it's not a toy, Tracy. Little Jenna thinks this is her baby. And pulls the head off accidentally. And then the gibbon goes ah! fucking bonkers. Yeah, there it is. Ooh, nice. You said you loved me. Your fingers are so strong. <laughs> so then... Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't miss that in the stories. That's really good in the script. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's try and, and use Tracy. that in a sentence one time this week. What? Your fingers are so strong. I can do that easily. <laughs> Don't worry. We're okay. He's just expressing himself. <laughs> so Liz is in Jack's office. Hey, before you hear any crazy rumors and start believing them, the Gibbon did not attack Jenna. He was just trying to meet with her face. Jack is playing some like it hot. Liz loves this movie. Who doesn't? Jack is pontificating. My mother told me she and my dad went to see it together. And if that's the stuff she remembers, maybe that's how I should remember him too. And then they're talking about the date, 1959. Boy, it would have been fun to write back then. You could get away with crazy, crazy plot twists because audiences were so much less sophisticated. I'm sophisticated. I noticed this is nonsense. So wait a minute. The movie came out in 1959. How could his father have been gone from the spring of 57 until 1959 if I was conceived in? <gasps> 58. Jimmy Donaghy's not my father. <gasps> Twist! Yes. Any episode with Elaine Stritch is worth watching, in my humble opinion. No, I mean, I think the very fact that we had 17 best lines says something. I still think the Jonathan one is the funniest for me. What about for you? I like them all. I like all the lines, all the different ways. And all the different ways. I like the sex all all the ways. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Frank's trucker hat said crop octagon and drapes carpet. All right. Terrible names for hats. <laughs> I will but, say I do use twist a lot. Do you? Yeah. Well, let's rate this mother trucker in the chat. The natural order. Now, I don't like the Jenna monkey parts, but I do like our funny lines from this one. Annaline stretch. So. Let me know when you're ready. Yep. Ready. Send. Oh, my goodness. We're all right there together. Emma with a 93, Julie with a 94, Nick with a 95. 
Nice. Next week, we get to meet Jack's real dad. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Again. Mama, Mama Mia Figaro. I have not seen the Mama Mia movies. Have you guys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more, I've watched the than... first Mama Mia movie like at least six times. Really? Oh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's that good? It's just that it's like a soda pop. It's refreshing. It's sweet. It's a treat. Well, I will watch it before next week because I've never seen it. <gasps> excited. Well, this was a hoot. Once again, not looking forward to it. And then I thought it was a great one. Next one I know is funny. And then we're on to, he needs a kidney. <laughs> oh, he doesn't need a hand. He needs a kidney. Well, well, well. an even harder thing to get. Well, well, well. That was my Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Well, it was super fun uh, doing this drunken seven-hour podcast with you, Bobby. You guys are drunk too. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more of our ramblings, and when we were more sober in the evening, check out takes all over the place. You can see lots of stuff at takespot.com on Instagram, or Emma's created a magical website. And then we've got Blurg. So we hope you have a great week. Hope you got a couple good laughs, and hope you're not sitting in the dark, sweating, drinking rosé. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> Goodbye. Blurg is a project of Teen Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. 